Girlfriends, episode number 88. What if you stink at trusting Jesus? Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about bagpipes, teenagers, and some ideas about what to do if you really just stink at trusting Jesus. It's going to be a great show, so come on, let's get started. Hey, girlfriends, glad you're here. Happy new week. I'm recording this early on Monday morning. I am ready for the week to come. I've got my lists. We are good to go. And the reason I have lists, I don't usually have big lists at the start of each week, but I'm trying to be organized about my workload this week, uh, personal stuff and family stuff and work stuff. Just I've got different columns in my lists. Uh, I need to be this organized because uh, this coming weekend, we're having our annual Oktoberfest. So I'm very excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hoping we'll have good weather. Last year, it poured on us and it was kind of miserable. I'm sure nobody who came would be so mean as to say that. That, but it was true. It was just misery. It was like huge winds, freezing cold, like sideways rain. We set up tents, but that doesn't help when it's sideways rain. So we're like out there and trying to make kids carve pumpkins. And anyway, it was misery. But I love our Oktoberfest. I love that we do it. This is our 22nd annual Oktoberfest. And that goes back a ways. We first did an Oktoberfest when Kadri was one. <laughs> so that's how I always know what year it is. I just, I, it's the same as Kadri's age. So uh, we just started it years ago. I don't even, you know, Dan wants to take all the credit for starting Oktoberfest that he had this genius idea, but I think I might have had something to do with it. Anyway, who, whoever gets the credit, it's been a fun family tradition. It started out really small. We only invited family, um, but we do like a big bonfire, just kind of like a fall party. It was a lot of fun to do. In the beginning, we kind of did it at least I did. My motivation was because we didn't really want to do the whole Halloween thing with our kids. We've since adjusted and now we do do the whole Halloween thing with our kids, but we try to have Oktoberfest in September because the weather's better around here. You can count on better weather. Some years we've been freezing. Some years we've been like 80 degrees and hot and humid. So you never know, but it's just a fun family tradition. We carve pumpkins, the, the men play horseshoes, although I heard this year they're planning spike ball, so there's an update. Um, big kids can tie-dye, we have a scavenger hunt for little kids, we have goodie bags, we, you know, grill sausages and have pulled pork, and I make a big beef stew, and we have pies, it's just a lot about the food. <laughs> That's the part that I need to prep this week is um, a lot of the food. I got started over the weekend, did a few things and put them in the freezer. But I've been spending and I will spend some weeknights this week working in the kitchen as well. But I love it. I actually just love it the same way that I love the day before Thanksgiving. And I'm planning again to take the day before Thanksgiving off because I just spend it in my kitchen and it's so fun for me. I know some people dread it and that sounds like a nightmare to spend the day in your kitchen. But for me, I don't know. I mean, I, I really just enjoy that part of the whole homemaking thing. I enjoy trying different recipes and 
But the other thing I enjoy about Oktoberfest and about Thanksgiving and Christmas too is making those same old recipes, not experimenting, not new recipes, making those traditional recipes, some which go back to my childhood, some which just go back to early in our family life and are just a tradition for us. So um, I I love that. That's my happy place. So anyway, it's going to be a a long week, but a fun week and looking forward to Oktoberfest next weekend. This past weekend, um, we had beautiful weather here in New Hampshire. And on Saturday, uh, Dan and I decided, well, we decided this the night before, um, to go to the Highland Games, which is an annual Scottish Heritage Festival that takes place here in New Hampshire. Dan's family is Scottish. I mean, I don't know exactly how many generations you need to go back, but Bean, people always laugh when they hear this, is actually Mac Bean. M-A-C-B-E-A-N. That's the origins of Dan's family name. Is Scottish. So uh, he he loves his heritage. And this festival is something that's been going on in New Hampshire for a little while now. And we always hear about it and people tell us how fun it was to go. And so this year we finally were able to make it happen. So um, we went with the two youngest boys and Gabby. Okay. I don't want to be calling out Gabby. I don't tend to talk about my kids' bad behavior in specifics on the podcast, but I can tell you this much. Gabby is 14 and she is at a all-time high for like the eye-rolling stage. You know what I'm talking about. Um, And she didn't know because we made the plans the night before. So she was already in bed when we made the plans. And so I got her up the next morning, you know, all cheery and like, hey, we have this plan for the day. Get up, get ready. Was not that early. And it was Max eye roll from the beginning. And it was like, no, I'm not going. That sounds so stupid. You know, really kind of disrespectful. And so I dealt with the disrespect and I told her she was coming. And she did, but insisted on bringing her book with her because she's she's my reader. But, you know, I, I know, I know that she was bringing the book with her and bringing the book to walk around at the festival as a way of telling us your whole plan here is so stupid. I need to bring my own entertainment because this is so dumb and so boring and nothing here is going to be of interest to me. (laughs) And listen, I can laugh now. I can laugh because Gabby's my sixth child. Uh, I've seen this before. I've seen an eye roll or two before. And it made me laugh because, um, I remember going through that stage with my older kids and my, especially my two oldest and thinking, where did I go wrong? What has happened? Where is my child? And how devastating that was. And we talked a little bit about this in the episode about teenagers, but um, I was able to have a sense of humor about it. And I noticed that about myself, that previous Danielle would have taken all of this personally. And at one point it did cross a line and, and I was like, okay, you know what, this, this is, this is enough. And, and, and so I do not just laugh about the whole thing, but I am much more able to put it into perspective and know this is not my daughter forever. This is something she needs to do. This is, and you know, we respond appropriately and, um, let her know when she's crossed a line and, I don't know. I, I just, I, I find it humorous <laughs> and, and I could see it in my other kids too, because they're not done with the teenager stage. They're not done with the eye rolling stuff. Anyway, at the end of the day, I think she might have been interested in some of the things we did and saw there. There was, um, you know, 
traditional Scottish folk dancing. There were all these bands. I mean, it was pretty cool. Everywhere you looked, there was this awesome band, you know, dressed just uh, awesome with their kilts. And uh, I don't even know what you call all that other stuff they wear um, with the bagpipes and drums and uh, really awesome bands we saw. I think that was what impressed me the most. Um, Second would be the um, throwing contests. <laughs> I don't know what they call them exactly, but it's these traditional Scottish athletic events that they hold out on this athletic field and these great big burly men in kilts throw things and see who can throw them the farthest. <laughs> that was actually really entertaining. And um, it's, you know, it's traditional. So the, the different weights they use, they throw something that's 42 pounds, I think, and something that's 56 pounds. And, and those are based on years ago, I guess they used to use weights in that amount as like counterweights when they were weighing things, um, I, I think at like, like at a seafood market or something. Um, it, anyway, it's part of their heritage that, and, and I liked that the guy who was kind of emceeing the athletic event was describing this as, um, you know, this tradition beginning as a bunch of guys sitting around and they've got these heavy weights. And then one guy says to the other, I bet I can throw that farther than you. <laughs> Guys haven't changed a whole lot from that in my experience. So I, I thought that was fun. And um, and this is a funny observation. When we first went, uh, you know, yes, Dan's family is Scottish, but nobody in his family wears kilts. And uh, I always think it's just a little bit odd to see a man in a kilt. Well, it took me all of like three minutes at this festival of seeing just every man in a kilt to think it's perfectly normal and actually looks kind of awesome. So <laughs> I don't know if Dan's going to start wearing kilts. That's probably not going to happen, but I completely accept it and I think it's excellent. So anyway, it was a fun day and uh, the boys started flag football this weekend which is fun. And they're on a team that they like. And they started, they had two practices this weekend. So here we go. It's flag football season. And actually, I really appreciate flag football. Um, I don't know if you have a league near you, but there's a flag football league that's pretty popular around here. And it's actually affiliated with the NFL. So they actually get like the, they get actual NFL teams that they're assigned to. So my boys are on the Colts this year and, and their jerseys are like really look cool and professional and have like the, you know, know, the Colts uh, logo on them. And uh, it's just a really well-run organization. And as a parent, one thing I really, really like about the flag football season is that it's one practice, which is either during the week or this is even better one, you know, for the first, for the hour before their game that week. So it's like one event you have practice and then you have your game. Um, That's a nice setup. Uh, So it's one practice max outside of game time. And the games last an hour. They're really done inside of an hour because it's like two 20-minute halves with a five-minute, you know, timeout plus other timeouts. So they're all done inside of an hour. And I like a contained athletic event like that because I've been to some, I'm looking at you, baseball, that don't end, (laughs) that go on and on and extra innings. And oh my gosh. Anyway, it is fully contained and the boys thoroughly enjoy it. It looks like Danny's going to be quarterback this year. So he's he's excited about that. And Dan's been working with them in the field, which is nice. I, I love that father-son connection. So anyway, that was our weekend. I hope you've had a good weekend. Looking at the week ahead, I got an email that is the inspiration for this topic, talking about trusting Jesus. Okay, remember a few 
I guess it was a few episodes ago where we talked about trusting Jesus. I think we talk about it every week, really, honestly. Who am I fooling here? This is this is my life, right? <laughs> Talking about trusting Jesus. Anyway, I got this interesting email and I kind of wanted to address it with today's show. So here's uh, the email I received from Diana. Dear Danielle, on a recent podcast, in your answer to Jenny about deciding whether or not to start dating again, you talked a bit about trusting Jesus and how lack of trust in God is the root of pretty much all sin. I completely agree, and what you said makes a lot of sense to me. But my question is, what if you just stink at trusting Jesus? I know I'm supposed to trust God, but I am really bad at it. I'm a bit of a pessimist. I always assume bad things will happen and that almost like God is out to get me in a way. I have suffered a lot of disappointments in relationships in my life, especially with men, and I feel like this is self-protection in a way. I count on bad things happening. I assume the worst and then I worry about things a lot. I don't trust people and though I know I'm supposed to, I don't trust God very much either. I don't like this about myself, but I'm not sure how to get better at it either. Do you have any ideas? Diana. Well, Diana, thank you for your honest email. Honestly, I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of what you're talking about in there. And I like the way you phrase it. What if you just stink at it? What if you just stink at trusting Jesus? And I think we can all understand that. Um, sometimes we think we're doing great and we're trusting Jesus, but it really just means everything's going great in our lives. And we we haven't had any real, you know, terrible wounds from our past that are haunting us. Um, so, you know, you mentioned having difficulty in relationships and trusting, especially with men. I really think that that's probably the root of what's going on here. I don't know what went on in your past, but um, this idea of, you know, I, I think sometimes we make God just another man. So if you have difficulty with men in your life, in your life, then God's just another man. You're going to have difficulty with God in your life. You're going to have difficulty trusting God. So anyway, I don't have perfect answers, but I put together um, five different things I want to I want to talk about with regard to trust for Diana, but for anybody who's uh, struggling with this. And that includes me because this is an ongoing battle for me. I find that the more that I mature in my faith, the more I realize how immature I am in my faith. I thought I was great <laughs> when I was like in college and I could go to adoration every day and confession every week. And, you know, I was like a, you know, superstar or something, but no, I wasn't. And I'm definitely not now. Um, but uh, just I'm going to share with you some ideas for some some ways that I, I try to build trust in God. So number one, the first thing I'm going to recommend is if you feel like you're lacking trust in God, then pray for trust in God. Pray for greater trust. I think sometimes we feel like um, we need to say that we trust God and like we can't even admit to God that we're struggling in our trust. And that's ridiculous because um, he knows. <laughs> he knows that you're struggling. He knows that you're holding back. And he knows, you know, in your heart that that isn't what you want and it's not what's best for you. So say it. Tell him that. Bring that to him. Bring that weakness to him. Bring that longing for greater trust to him. And, you know, speak those words. And I think speaking those words in our in our prayers to God is actually very helpful for us personally. And in the end, that's what our prayer lives are supposed to be, right? They're not about God. They're, our prayer lives aren't about helping God. He doesn't need our prayers, right? We need our prayers. It's about helping us. And that's why God wants us to pray. So pray for greater trust. Go to God and say, 
I, I want to trust you. You know, one prayer that I often say is, Jesus, I trust you. Help me to trust you more. And Jesus, I love you. Help me to love you more. It's just a very simple prayer. And it's an admission that you're not there yet to yourself, spiritually and emotionally, just admitting to yourself, I'm not there yet, but I want to be, and I'm asking for the help that I need. And, you know, that's not going to solve your problem overnight, but it can help you to grow in that trust. Jesus can give you the grace that you need to trust in him more. And believe me, there's no more pleasing prayer to God than the open, honest sharing of what's on our hearts, sharing of what we're struggling with, but then following that up with, I want to do better. I want to be better. Help me to do better. Give me the grace I need. Give me the strength I need to do better at this thing that I'm struggling with. So if you're struggling with trusting in God, go to Jesus and tell him and ask for that greater trust. Ask for greater faith. Uh, You know, it reminds me of that gospel story. I I'm not going to be able to cite it, but it's, I think it's where a, a, where a father meets Jesus and his son has died. And um, he goes to Jesus and he says, I do believe, help my unbelief, right? All inside of the same breath. He tells Jesus, I do believe, help my unbelief. He's acknowledging in that same moment you know, that he does believe, but that it's lacking, that it's not, it's not full yet. And that there's room for growth there. And he's asking for the help that he needs. He's saying, I'm still struggling with this. Help me. So I think we can all relate to that. And that's a beautiful, very simple prayer. You know, um, I, I think the more complicated ways we pray, the more formal ways we pray are beautiful and they're very useful in um, certain aspects of our spiritual lives. But when we're really struggling, There is nothing like getting back to basics, back to the basic words that you need to say, back to the basic words, asking for the help that you need. Pray for greater trust. Ask God to give you that grace. Okay, the second thing I want to mention is, and it's going to sound bad at first, but fake it till you make it. And we've talked about fake it till you make it here. And I think it applies in a lot of different parts of our lives. I'm not saying you need to be a fake person. I'm not saying lie to yourself or lie to God or, you know, present a false impression. But fake it till you make it. I mean, say the words, say, I trust you, Jesus, and say them often. Remind yourself of that. In some of the hardest times of my life, I think I've only gotten through them by repeating that mantra as often as I need to in moments of real worry or anxiety or when you're lying awake in the middle of the night and a thousand things are going through your head that feel overwhelming and you just feel powerless. You know, pray those words, just say them and say them and say them. Say, I trust you, Jesus. Jesus, I trust in you as a reminder to yourself that you're reliant upon him. And I find that you grow in your trust of Jesus by saying those words. You grow in your trust of Jesus by reminding yourself verbally in those words that you do trust in Jesus, that Jesus is in charge and that you're, you're, it's kind of an act of the will of placing your trust in Jesus and resting in him. You know, when you find yourself worried or anxious or starting to um, maybe even side of, you know, a human relationship or whatever it is that's bothering you, um, some something with a family member, with a child, with your spouse, with your finances, with your work, whatever it is that's, you know, really threatening to disturb your peace, remind yourself of who's in charge by saying those words. And really, it's an act of the will. It's telling yourself, I'm going to stop this worry, I'm going to intercept it right now with these words saying, 
I'm not going to hold on to this worry. My worry isn't going to accomplish anything here. I'm placing it in Jesus's hands. And that's what I really feel like we're doing with that prayer. When we're reminding ourselves, even in the middle of a worry session, Jesus, I trust in you just as many times as you need to removing yourself from focus on that worry, which honestly, when we worry, when we're like that, when we're super anxious and we're super focused on our problems in that way, thinking about every bad thing that's going to happen or might happen or could happen or what anybody might do and who's going to get sick and whatever's going to happen with your job or whatever it is that, you know, you're letting your mind wander into all these bad places. We are not trusting God. We're trusting ourselves. We're acting as if it's all on us. And that's offensive. That's offensive to God. Just recall the fact that he's told us to trust in him and that he's told us he loves us and he's going to provide for us and place your trust in him. Say the words, keep saying them, fake it till you make it. I find that you really do grow in trust and you grow in peace. The more you repeat those words and remind yourself of who's really in charge. So that's number two, fake it till you make it. All right. The third thing I want to mention is go to Jesus through Mary. Go to Jesus through Mary. She's meant to be an intercessor for us. She's our beautiful mother in heaven and she loves us so much and she wants to help us. Well, let's talk to Mary. If you're struggling with your trust with Jesus, if you're feeling like you can't approach Jesus, I know sometimes we feel that way, whether it's out of guilt or out of worry or out of a feeling of unworthiness. We feel like we can't approach Jesus. Well, Mary is there to help us to do that. She wants nothing more than for you to grow closer to her son. So pray to Mary. Pray, um, you know, the the Memorare. It's a beautiful prayer of petition to Mary. If you don't know it, um, I'll put I'll put a version of it in the show notes so that um, you'll have that there. But even just pray to her, um, pray a Hail Mary or pray to her in your own words. You know, one of the the loveliest prayers I saw um, from Mother Teresa was one that she said she would pray in moments of great anxiety. She would pray to Mary. She would say, um, maybe I'm not going to get the words exactly right, but it was something along the lines like, Holy Mary, Mother of Jesus, please be a mother to me now. Just calling on Mary to be your mother. Think of how much she loves you, right? Mary, Mother of Jesus, please be a mother to me now asking her to play that motherly role, that intercessor between you and Jesus to whatever it is that you're tempted to obsess about and worry about and have great anxiety about, tell her about it, bring it to her. I always find confidence when I think about Our Lady at the wedding of Cana, especially in that story, because, you know, this great miracle of turning water into wine, what was it really about anyway? Like, it's one of those things where, oh, they ran out of wine and it's a little bit embarrassing. Who cares? You know, in the vast scheme of things, how much does it matter that these wedding guests didn't get all the wine that they would have wanted? You know, but Mary cared. She cared about those people's feelings, about the embarrassment they would feel at running out of wine. So she cares about the stuff that we care about, even if, you know, in the long run, it's small stuff. But if we're worried about it, if we care about it, she cares about it. And she can bring that to Jesus for you. That if you're, you know, if you're feeling like this lack of trust in Jesus and you're, you're feeling like you're faltering in your approach to Jesus, Mary can help you get there. So bring what you've got. Bring her your stuff. Bring her all of that. And don't be afraid to do it. 
Um, just like at the wedding of Cana, I think even just reading that Bible story, and that's going to be the next thing, uh, the next tip that I have, can really just bring you right there and help you to remember that Mary is supposed to play that motherly role to each of us. And she wants to do it. And she loves you as a mother does. And I don't know if you have a good relationship with your mother here on earth. Many of us do. And many of us can recognize the value of a good mother and how she sees our needs and meets them wants to meet them, wants that connection with each of us. And that's how Mary is with each of us. So go to Mary, bring her your troubles, bring her your wounded heart, bring her your worries and anxieties and ask her to bring them to Jesus for you. Tell Mary you're having trouble trusting Jesus. Tell Mary you stink at it and ask her for the help that you need to get there to grow closer to her son because she wants nothing more for you than exactly that. So Mary is in a uniquely powerful position to help you. And she uniquely wants to, really wants to. So go to her and ask her for that help. All right, number four, a way to help yourself to grow in trust of Jesus, if you feel like you stink at it, is to read God's word. Read those gospel passages. Read those passages, whatever one speaks to you. You know, we all have our favorite passages, whether it's a parable or a story of a miracle or a healing, right? Or read Jesus's own words where he's always saying, be not afraid, right? And chiding his, his followers like, oh, ye of little faith, right? And occasionally praising someone's great faith when he is performing a miracle, when he's going to heal them and grant their petition. Look at Jesus's own words, how he tells us not to worry, right? How he clothes the lilies of the field, how not a sparrow falls to the ground without him knowing about it and caring about it and how much more precious you are to him and that he's going to provide. I think, you know, find some of your favorite passages or look for new ones and read through maybe a gospel story you haven't read in a while. Read through about Jesus providing providing through the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes or healing someone's sickness or crippling ailment that Jesus does that in the Bible. And it's not just for that one person. There's a message for us inside of those stories that Jesus wants to do that and be that for every one of us. He wants to heal what's hurting you. He wants to provide for your needs. He wants to love you in that way. So find that confidence in Jesus's goodness and his love and his longing for goodness for you inside of his own words, inside of the stories of scripture. There's so many beautiful ones. One that I like to reflect on, especially um, when I'm feeling very anxious, is the one where he calms the storm. That beautiful story where he's out at sea and he has fallen asleep and his disciples are with him. And there's a great storm and they feel like they're going to die in this storm. That is how bad it is. That is how out of control it feels. And Jesus is sleeping, right? And they are in an all out panic. And then, you know, they wake him and he calms the storm. And, and his, his very matter of fact and very peaceful attitude about it, like, why were you panicking? Why were you worried? I'm right here. You know, and I, I really feel like that's how he approaches us, especially in those moments when we're feeling anxious, when we're caught up in a storm in our lives, whatever that storm might be for you, 
Um, whether it's dealing with your family or dealing with your job or something in your marriage or something with your children or something with your health, something with your finances. We all have these things that add up to a storm if we let them. And Jesus is right there. And sometimes it does feel like he's sleeping. I know for sure I've experienced praying, praying and feeling like he's not even there. And I'm in the middle of a storm and doesn't he care, right? We all can feel that way sometimes, but that's part of how Jesus calls us to grow closer to him, how, how Jesus calls us to trust in him more is inside of those challenges, inside of those moments to trust him even when it's hard. And we can remind ourselves of his great power to do that. We can remind ourselves of his love, his unique love, his intimate love, his personal love for each and every one of us, his deep caring about our physical and emotional and spiritual needs his deep caring about every one of us, we can remind ourselves of his goodness in that way, in reading his own words, reading the stories of Jesus's life, especially in the New Testament. So find some favorite passages of the Bible, maybe even print them up. If you're going through a hard time and having trouble trusting Jesus through a hard time, I've certainly done this before, print them up and put them, you know, Uh, next to your computer at work or on your refrigerator at home or on the bathroom mirror or wherever it is on your treadmill. So you stare at it while you're working out, whatever it is, put it in the places where you're going to see it and remind yourself of Jesus's love. Remind yourself that you can trust in Jesus, right? Okay. The last point I want to make with regard to growing in trust of Jesus is to remember some of your past worries and how they worked out. This is hard. This is hard to do because we tend to forget things once they work out or once the bad thing that we were worrying so much about doesn't happen, we move on to the next thing, right? Well, try to remember. And, um, you know, people who keep journals can do this uh, much more effectively than those of us who don't keep journals. But just try to remember something that you were truly very anxious about in the past um, and, and that it worked out. Even if it didn't work out the way that you wanted it to in the moment, think of all the blessings that have come from whatever way it did end up working out. That, um, you know, I I find it's helpful. I remember, um, you know, several years ago, I went through a lot of anxiety with my work um, because it was a tumultuous time, especially with, um, I was working for Faith and Family, which was owned by the Legionaries of Christ. And if you don't know the whole scandal and the whole backstory behind the Legionaries of Christ, well, good for you. And I wouldn't bother. (laughs) Enjoy the blessing of ignorance that you have about that particular thing. No, I'm just kidding. Of course, if you're interested, you can find out all that you want to know and more by uh, Googling a little bit. Anyway, um, it was a very tumultuous time. And we really did count on my work and my husband's work just to, you know, support our family. And um, both of us, both of our jobs were 100% tied to the Legionaries of Christ. And it was a really tough time for both of us. And I think back now on the anxieties I had, and they make perfect sense. Like, oh my gosh, that was a really tough thing to go through. That was really hard to, you know, try to figure out what God was calling our family to do in that time. And, you know, what he was calling me to do, what he was calling Dan to do. And I did pray and I prayed like crazy. Um, You know, trying to trust Jesus, trying to remember to trust God's plan, trying to be open to what God's plan might be, even if it wasn't precisely what I would have chosen, all of that. And it was really hard for me. But I can look now and see 
outside of those moments of anxiety, that very deep, very real anxiety that I had during that time period, and see that things did work out for the best in ways I never could have foreseen. And isn't that always the way? God answers our prayers oftentimes in ways that we can't even imagine, in ways that we didn't even think to pray for. He gives us great gifts that we didn't even know we wanted or needed. So, you know, just, I'm sure you have times in your life that you can look back on where you were praying very anxiously about something and um, look back on it, reflect back on it and the ways in which God has provided for you and for the people that you love inside of your life, inside of your family life, inside of your work life. Um, like I said, not always in the way that you were precisely planning, because sometimes that's the trouble. Um, I struggle with this quite a bit, actually, to be truthful. How specific should we be in our prayer life? Like, should we pray with specificity about exactly what we want to have happen? Or should we pray in a very general sense? And um, I actually, I was out for a run yesterday and I had this going through my mind. And, uh, you know, I wasn't struggling with anything in particular, but I just, you know, I was praying a little bit as I was running. And um, at one point I, I was getting specific about what I wanted to have happen in a particular situation that I was praying over. And... I stopped myself and almost kind of laughed as I was uh, talking to Jesus and was like, hey, um, your will be done because that's what's going to happen anyway. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as funny as that is, uh, it is true that we should be praying in a way that's open to God's will. You know, think of the way that Jesus prayed um, in, in the in the garden the night before uh, his crucifixion, where he said, you know, uh, not my will, but your will be done, where he was praying and, and he was very anxious and he was suffering, you know, spiritually and emotionally in ways beyond our comprehension inside of those moments and really did want that to be taken away and was praying, please take this away, but also said, but not my will, but your will be done speaking to the father in heaven. And that really is a beautiful model for us hard to do because sometimes we are really afraid of how painful God's will is going to turn out to be in our lives, right? What exactly it's going to cost us. So it's hard to do, but I think it's, um, it's important to do. And if you remember the ways in which God has provided for you in the past, it can give you great hope and it can help you to grow in your trust of Jesus right now as you're praying in that you're, you're anxious about things in the future. So those are my five different points, and um, I hope they, they help Diana, but I also hope they help you in whatever way you're looking to grow in your spiritual life right now. So if you're feeling like you want to grow in trust of God, um, here are the five things again. Pray for greater trust. Remember to say the words. Ask for greater trust. Number two, fake it till you make it. Just keep saying those words as a reminder to yourself until you grow into it. Um, get to Jesus through Mary. You know, pray, pray to Mary and ask her for help in growing in your relationship with Jesus. Number four, read God's word, read Jesus's own words to us and read his stories of the ways in which he touched and healed and provided for people. And then number five, remember your own past worries, your own past anxieties, the things that greatly, deeply troubled you and recall how they worked out. Recall the ways in which God provided for you inside of those moments. So that's it. But maybe you have some ideas about how to grow in trust of God. And like I've said before, this is really what it's all about. You know, the, <laughs> I'm doing a show today that's the meaning of life. What we all need to be doing is growing in trust of Jesus because 
that's all any of us ever needs to be doing. We need to be growing in our relationship with Jesus. And that's the place where I think we all struggle, where we all fail. I shared in that previous show where we talked a little bit about trust, that really trust is at the root of everything that we do that's wrong, right? A lack of trust is at the root of every sin that we're putting ourselves in control and taking power away from God, not trusting in him, right? We're taking things into our own hands because there's some part of us that says you can't trust God to do good things for you, to want good things for you. You can't trust God. You have to take matters into your own hands, whether that means trusting in money or trusting in relationships or trusting in your job or, you know, whatever it is that you're, you're tempted to put before Jesus in your life. That's the root. That's where we go wrong. So this is where every one of us needs to be working is growing in our trust of Jesus. If you have some ideas to share, I'm sure there are other ways that can be helpful to grow in trust of Jesus or grow in your relationship with God in building that trust, especially if you've had trouble doing it in the past or if your own, you know, human relationship flaws get in the way thinking about Jesus or God is just another man. If you've found ways that are helpful to you in overcoming those obstacles, I'd love if you'd share it with me and I'd love to share it with listeners here at Girlfriend. So you can email me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com. You can also go to DanielleBean.com and click that little tab in the corner that says leave voicemail because that way you can share your voice. It's easy. Just one little click and you don't need any special equipment. You can record your feedback about today's show, your ideas, your suggestions, your thoughts on growing in trust of Jesus. You can also connect with me on Voxer. I love it when people connect with me on Voxer. Easy, fun app. If you don't already have it on your phone, you should check it out. It's a great way to stay in touch with family and friends too. Um, But it's just like easy app where you can just click a button and you can record right from your phone and send me a message. The link to connect with me on Voxer is in the show notes at daniellebean.com. Hey, do you like what we do here? Do you appreciate having access to girlfriends every week? Is it helpful or encouraging to you in your everyday life when you listen to the podcast? Well, if so, there's a convenient way that you can say thank you for the Girlfriends podcast and encourage me to continue to record it every week. Patreon is a simple system that allows you to pledge your support for this podcast, show your appreciation for it, and encourage its production every week. At patreon.com forward slash girlfriends, you can make a pledge in any amount. Even just a dollar per episode makes a huge difference and is a simple way to show your appreciation and support of girlfriends. I especially want to thank Erica, who is our newest Patreon supporter of girlfriends. And if you would like to show your support too, please go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends and find out how you too can pledge your support of the Girlfriends podcast. Thank you so much. I also want to take a moment and thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this podcast. You can check out all of their podcasts and other Catholic media that they have. They have a convenient new page that you can check out at ascensionpress.com and click on the tab that says channels. And there is all their free content. You want to check out the other things too, because they have a lot of great studies and um, other educational materials for you to use at your parish or in your community. But if you just want to see what other podcasts they have, what other kind of video content they have, and check out all that there is to offer at Ascension Press, you can go to ascensionpress.com and click on channels. Hey, Danielle. 
Uh, David, another great show. A couple thoughts for Jen, Jenny, um, on looking for love in a uh, pornographic age. Um, yes, no, certainly prayers for her. Uh, a couple thoughts. First, the um, I think she, I would recommend to her that she certainly continue to pray about this, um, but really look at her motivations. I mean, if is um, is she not dating more out of fear of other people, or uh, is there a real peace in her life right now, such that you know she feels called to where she's at in in the state that she's at? There's a lot of availability that comes with being single, availability for the Lord's work. Um, you know, St. Paul talks about it a lot. Um, and so I guess getting to the bottom of that question, because you're absolutely right, you, you, you can't trust other people. In some ways, it is a crapshoot. The best you can hope for is somebody who's willing to put in all the hard work that it takes, um, and, and they can change your mind on that. So it, it, you're absolutely right. It's, um, it's hard to trust somebody, but I think finding out what the Lord wants you to do, and think of it in terms of this. Look, if I, if I met somebody, and this was helpful to me in my own vocational discernment, um, whether to be a priest or, or whether to get married, and ultimately it came down to if I had my druthers and everything was um, the way it ought to be, I would want to be married. And so kind of looking back and, and seeing that as the d- deepest desire of my heart, um, you know, that's from God. Um, and, and so make that discernment first. That doesn't mean that you'll necessarily end up married. That doesn't mean that you know, someone will be put in your life um, that you can end up marrying, but um, make that decision first and then uh, the rest will uh, follow itself out. Um, and don't forget, you know, the, the, the experience sounded terribly painful, but um, I don't forget to be grateful for it too, in that it's allowed you to, one, you know, realize the, the depth of this problem in so many people's lives. Um, but also to um, have had a tough conversation about it so that you know the next relationship you get in, this is something that you can calmly and prayerfully and lovingly talk about with somebody um, and and be true to what you know to be right in your life. So, um, I mean, I really think it's, you've been given a, a really good experience to go off of should you feel that, you know, in the in your heart of hearts, you've been given a desire to get married and, and, and have kids or or try to have kids, I guess, that that's a, not necessarily up to you. But um, you'll be able to attack this this issue forthrightly, openly, um, and, and you have, you know, an easy kind of segue into it. Hey, look, the last person I was dating, this is what happened. You know, have you had issues with this? Is this something that's a problem? For you and ultimately right again it's trust if the person's a pathological liar then you know that's that's um you know that's a good sign that uh you know it wouldn't be but you know you made a you made a tough decision based on what you knew about yourself that person and and the type of marriage you wanted and um if you can't trust somebody then it's going to be tough so I, I you know thank god that that happened before your marriage and and really reflect on that and uh and don't be afraid above all don't be afraid look if you if you figure out at the end of the day that you want to get married put yourself out there i mean that's what um this is about and but you're not going to do it in a in a rash way i can't tell you that your you know heart's not going to be broken again and there won't be many um sleepless nights of you complaining to god about your lot um 
but sometimes that's, you know, um, what God is asking of us is to put ourselves out there and trust in him that um, by hook or by crook, he's leading us uh, the right way. So, Jen, know of my prayers. Uh, I, I certainly don't think it's as bad as, as your ex-fiance says it is, but it's it's real. It's out there. Um, people struggle, some mightily and, and some don't even bother. But um, God's bigger than all these things. So um, with, you know, with somebody's willingness to uh, to change their life or or be healed, um, you know, things can happen. So uh, know of my prayers and uh, another great show. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, David. As always, appreciate having your male perspective here at Girlfriends. Um, And I really especially appreciate the reminder that what we want matters. That, you know, sometimes we get a little mixed up when we're like, I got to figure out what God's will is and not we don't pay attention to our own wants, our own desires, the desires of our heart, our own longings. But that's an important reminder because those are put there in our hearts by God. If deep in your heart you're longing to be a wife and a mother, if you're longing to be a husband and father, if you're, you know, what it is that you see yourself in the future doing, if if you had your choice, that matters in discerning what God wants you to be doing. Um, so great advice. Really appreciate it, as always. And uh, thank you for chiming in. Appreciate it, David. Hey, Danielle, it's Melissa in Indiana. I meant to call or Voxer you, I should say, sorry for that long pause for like two episodes ago, but I discovered a mom hack for back to school. So I, I waited till like school started on a Wednesday and I waited till Sunday before, you know, like three, four days before to go back to school shopping. And the light bulb went off on my head that the um, this, the county next to us had started school the week before. So I'm like, you know what, instead of driving, you know, 10 minutes to the Walmart close to my house, which will probably be packed with people, you know, last minute school shopping. I drove, I made a day of it. My, I took the kids to a park down in that County. And then I went to the Walmart that was like 20 minutes away. Brilliant. Like I went in, I was really the only one shopping for school supplies at that point. And there was like one dad looking for something that their kid forgot to get or they forgot to get for their son. That was it. It was like the best back to school shopping experience I ever had. So I'm putting that, tucking it away in my little back of my brain for next school year that if that county starts a week before my kids do. I am going in that weekend in between, between they started and we start. And so mom hack, just thought I would share it. Hope you're doing well. I'm crossing my fingers. I can make it to see you um, at the end of the month in Carmel, Indiana. Um, I hope all is well. And I hope your son down in Florida is doing well with Irma. I've been been praying for him and for a couple of my other friends that live down there. Thanks, Danielle. Bye-bye. Thank you, Melissa. Good to hear from you. And thank you for your prayers for Ambrose. Um, as you can tell, I held on to this feedback for uh, a couple of weeks because I just was too rushed with recent episodes. But I really do appreciate your prayers. And I appreciate everyone who contacted me to let me know that you were praying for Ambrose during that time. It all worked out great, and we're so grateful um, that he's doing well. So really appreciate that. And thank you for the mom hack. I like that. And that can apply to other seasons, too, if um, there are certain things that 
um, you know, you're, you're shopping for, for your kid's school, good idea that it might vary depending on what district and choose your shopping places wisely, depending on, you know, when the crowds are going to be there. But I always find that I end up in the crowds anyway. (laughs) I try to plan ahead and I still end up in the crowds and I still end up being a last minute shopper. But, um, you know, whether it's for Easter candy or back to school supplies or the stocking stuffers at Christmas or whatever. Um, anyway, I appreciate the idea, Melissa, and for sure, I'm going to keep that in mind and I'm sure others will as well, um, for future back to school seasons. And I hope I do see you Melissa, I hope I will see you in Carmel at the end of the month. That's my perfect segue to share with you all some places that I'm going to be. I'm going to be giving my You're Worth It retreat at St. Elizabeth Seton Church in Carmel, Indiana on Saturday, September 30th. So I'll have more information in the show notes at daniellebean.com. If you're interested in coming out for that, you can get the registration and all the other details there on my website. So that's Saturday, September 30th in Carmel, Indiana. Um, Then Saturday, October 21st, I'm going to be in Wichita, Kansas for the Together in Holiness Conference, which is a married couples conference. Really great stuff. Really great stuff put on by the uh, St. John Paul II Foundation. You're going to want to check that out if you're anywhere in the area of Wichita on Saturday, October 21st. Um, Then comes Saturday, October 28th, when I'm going to be in Minnesota for the Women's Conference there in Winona, Minnesota. I'm looking forward to seeing you ladies. I haven't been to this area of Minnesota before. So looking forward to being in Winona on October 28th. Um, Again, all the information for all of these events is at daniellebean.com inside of the show notes. You can get information for registering or just find out when and where and all of that. Um, And then Saturday, September 4th, I'm going to be at another Together in Holiness conference, which is for married couples in St. Augustine, Florida. So looking forward to that. Go to daniellebean.com to get all the information about all of those events. But if I'm not coming near you. And if you're interested in having me come out and speak, I'm always happy to speak at your conference, at your women's group, at your parish event, um, whatever it is that you've got going on. You can find out more information about having me come speak at daniellebean.com forward slash speaking. But if you're specifically interested in the You're Worth It retreat, having me come out and give the gift of that retreat to the women of your community, remind them of Jesus's great love. I've really enjoyed doing this retreat with women from all walks of life, with women's groups, with parish groups at the diocesan level, but then all the way down to just like one mom who had it in her heart, like, I want to bring this to people in my community. We can do it together contact me. You can go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat to get more information. There's a form there you can fill out to get all of the details about bringing me to your area to bring the women of your community the message of your worth it, the message of Jesus's unique and deep and personal love for each and every one of them. Such an important thing. I always love bringing your worth it to women all over the place. So again, go to daniellebean.com for all of that information. I would be happy to come out and see you sometime in the future. Right now, I'm making plans for end of the year and um, beginning of 2018. I have plans in the works for a number of different places that I'm going to be, but I would love to add your group, your name to the list, um, even all the way booking out into spring at this point. So happy to hear from you. I'd love to come meet you. 
And that's it. That's all we have time for here this week. I really appreciate you spending this time with me, whether you've been doing chores or have me on while you're driving or while you're chasing kids around or whatever you've got going on in your life. I so appreciate you inviting me in to be a part of what you've got going on in your life. I don't take that lightly. It really is a a, a privilege to me to be a part of your life in that way. I'm so happy that you look to connect with me here on Girlfriends in this special way. So thank you for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth, find your joy.